This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We are yet in this bridging sermon for the pursuit of heaven's purpose. And he's continued to ask us, did you open and use your gifts yet? Prevailing in Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8, you, God, are my God, earnestly I seek you. That earnestly is a diligence. It's a position of not giving up, a position of not having a mind to throw in the towel despite what's around us. Your life is not based on happenstance. It's not based on the happiness of our situation and having this or not having that, but it's a joy from heaven. We walk in an, in an eternal sense when we have this earnest seeking ability by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. David said, I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. You are going to give up. You're going to quit if your whole being is not submitted to the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. You will fall easily. You will be easily seduced away from the straight and narrow. He said, uh, yes, the land around me is dry. It's parched. There's no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. He remembers the time back when he was in the house of God. Right now, that is not the case. He's out there in a dry and thirsty land. He said, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. He's glorifying God for who he is. He said, I will praise you as long as I live. So we're on this pilgrim journey on this earth. We have to praise God, amen, while we're on this side of Jordan. He said, in your name, I will lift up my hands. And if you do that from your heart, the Holy Ghost will lift up your physical hands. He will, because there's a Holy Ghost burning inside your heart, and it's going to come out. Eventually, what are you doing in prayer in your mind? It's going to come out. What's in you is going to come out. Amen. His hands went up. He got the can help us. He was on autopilot in the Holy Ghost. His hands went up. He said, I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. So he's having a banquet. You get happy in your body when that happens. He didn't have that, but he said it's going to be as if he had it. With singing lips, he did it in a parched and thirsty land. He sung on his lips. They might have been chapped, but he's what? Singing on those lips. My mouth will praise you. And he said when he goes to bed at night, maybe it was between a rock and a hard place at that point. But on my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Watches of the night is like someone camping out out there. He said, because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. He's his helper. He sees God yet as his helper if he was Peter on that water, he would have kept walking and reached Jesus with this kind of mind. Yeah. Uh, he said, I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Even though it seems as if God is far away, the praises bring him near. I am near. I am Jehovah Shammah. I am there. Hey, in the midst of the storm, I'm God. Amen. He's a help, a present help in one at a time of trouble. 
uh, you may not sense him when there's no trouble because you're high on him and we take it for granted sometimes. But uh, when he pulls that cover back, my God, your comfort's gone. And, uh, you seemingly don't have what you should have. Will you yet praise him? God is now carrying us in an ongoing prophetic season of cultivation. He wants this church in short to grow up. We can't think about, amen, uh, as though having things is where the anointing is. You may be without, but you won't be without God. Right. God needs us to grow up as Western Hemispherians. There's Christians in the East who are going through some things, getting separated from their families. Yeah. Women who are married to preachers losing their husbands at the point of a sword, at the shot of a gun. My God, you and losing their kids, having their kids snatched away, becoming refugees, marching for miles, looking for sustenance. My God, they're going through over there. We may not feel like that over here, but God is not saying we ought to close our eyes to it. Uh, we ought to be privy to it. We ought to be praying for them. We ought to be trying to support them. Yeah. My God. If we were there, would we want somebody to be praying for us and supporting us? My God, sometimes we get lost in our coziness, but God is calling for us to grow up. My God, we got to open up the gifts he's given us and put them to the use of heaven's purpose. My God, it's a process though. We have to develop this vital, right relationship with God, becoming familiar with his spiritual gifts, uh, that have a heavenly purpose. So if you're doing the heavenly purpose thing with the gift he gave you, you won't hear him say in eternity, depart from me, I know you not. For if you're not in God, you're not pleasing him by the holy faith that he gave. It's a gift from God, not of works lest any man should boast. We have to please God with holy faith that comes from him. We reciprocate what he gave to us and we give it back. We open up ourselves to the Holy Ghost and he helps us to unwrap now with the giftings of God to do a holy work in his name. Mm -hmm. And that's how you open up those gifts. The Lord of hosts wants to share with us, as we stated in our virtual worship for New Year's Eve, gold was a one personal encounter experience between you and God. It is vitally important for you to have your own personal relationship, your own personal revelation of God. Because when you lose everything and people in them, will you yet have a what right relationship with God? Look at Job, my God, what he went through, lost basically everything. And all he had left was a woman that was talking like the fallen folk. My God, didn't even have encouragement from his lovey. My God. But he yet held on to God. Ah, oh, for God I live, for God I die. Sound like Paul in the New Testament. You got to have a right relationship. Though you don't have anything that God promised, it's like holding on, seeming like it's not going to happen. You got to yet hold on. You got to trust God. He doesn't die. He doesn't lie. Amen. He doesn't lose. You got to keep your hand in his hand. He will give you that golden, amen, gifting. That comes from him. He's pure gold. He wants us to be pure gold. 
Uh, and if you stay with God when it seems as if he's not there, you keep that open communication to him. It's a prayerful connection. That's the frankincense. The prayerful connection's got to be maintained. King David had that kind of revelation. Uh, this ancient earthly relative of the eternal king of kings gives credence in the scripture of the need to remain a diligent, wise seeker of God. God needs to give us the gold. We got to make good of it. Give us the frankincense. We got to make good of it. And now the myrrh. There has to be a faithful promise kept. God is a promise keeper. There's no other source of true satisfaction than being in a right relationship with God. Your soul cannot rest well in any other way. You may try another way, but it's going to be a faltery kind of defeated way. It'll seem all right for a minute, but that's how the flesh is. It's finite. It's not eternal. The devil will trick you with these little finite little things and, and cause you to now cross over the line and go into outer darkness. It seems as though you're in the light because the devil is has some kind of light because he's Lucifer, but he lost a lot of it. And now he's going to masquerade as though he's a what angel of the kind of light that comes from being in a right relationship with God. He'll try to be as bright as he possibly can. But the slight little dim light is going to look okay when you're in the darkness. It's going to seem like the real light because your threshold is now on a hellish level. And then the devil could easily fool you. And he could come in, families, he could come in. My God, society, he could come in all kind of ways in the marketplace, in the media. He will trick as best he can using philosophies and legalities. Yes, he will. But God is looking for us to now stay focused in him in 2023. We have to work to stay focused. And we can maintain a vital right relationship with God and become more intimately aware of his spiritual gifts uh, that we will need to fulfill our heavenly purpose. And of course, the enemy will work time and time again. He'll come back like the cat in the hat comes back. He's going to work to try to defeat us. He has strategy. He studies us. He wants to come in and infect us. He wants to violate us. Yes, he does. My God. And he will be successful if we allow him to do so. Ever learning about religious things and never uh, allowing God to come in. That's called denying the power. We can't deny God's power. Why? Because the devil has power. You're going to submit to some power. It might be the devil, it might be God, but you're going to serve somebody. Yeah. If you're not serving God correctly, you're serving the devil. It may seem like it's a godly way, but there's a way that seems right. But the end thereof is going to be a destruction. we got to go the way of God. God wants us to now learn how the Holy Ghost will have us to focus correctly in 2023. Now, God has given me poetic license to give a name to a certain malady in the spirit. Uh, we use natural things now to help us get an understanding of the spirit. If you allow God to help me to unwrap my prophetic teaching gift. Mm -hmm. The main contributors that will cause us now to be defeated, uh, I'm going to call this malady an SDD. You heard an ADD attention deficit disorder 
But God is now calling this thing SDD, spiritual deficit disorder. My God. There are certain maladies that work to hinder a vital and right relationship with God. His spirit and truth cannot be properly encountered when we are cut off from him by our own uh, walls of noisy distraction. We are now going to correlate satellite and spiritual connections. Um, in the world of audio video, they use satellites to send out messages that we can receive in our devices. Now we, we can leave the house and you know take the, uh, the media right along with us everywhere we go. The devil's mimicking what happened in the Holy Ghost meeting. We used to sing in those uh, nighttime prayers, all night prayers, especially take the Lord along with you everywhere you go. And uh, this is how we get the older saints with those good sage sayings, such as keep your prayer wheel turning. Amen. Keep your lamp trimmed and burning. We have such sage, golden age saints right here in our midst, thank God, that the old landmark will not be forgotten. Sometimes we think we're cute with our modern day swag, that we don't have to honor the older saints. Oh, we think their clothing is old and smells a little mothball-y. And then we want to just throw them away. Why? Because in this modern day and age, there's a such thing as cancellation society. Right. They will just cancel you out. Yes, they do it easily because now the technology has now given them a condition of mind and state of being where they can just cancel out things. Right. They forget about the old landmark. Right. This is why they have new philosophies going on where it's isogetical. You could put your own twist on the scripture. But God wants us to main, remain like the old school saints and be exegetical. Uh -huh. Pull the, the meaning out of the scripture the way it was intended to come out of the scripture. We do not put icing on the uh, foul cake. My God, we make the, the Bible a foul cake because we take things out. Mess up the recipe. Add things in. Mess up the recipe. And now you got these folks, they're self-centered. Once you take Christ out of the center of your soul, he's supposed to be the center of your joy. You take Christ out of the center now, you're uncentered, you're off now. It's going to be you in the center. You are now self-centered. My God. And they have these kind of mentalities where they are now narcissistic. Everything about me is the most important thing. What happened to you doesn't matter. What my words are saying to you and causing to happen to you doesn't matter uh, unless I get my rocks off telling you off. Uh, narcissistic, narcissistic people will tell you off and act like they're having a good day, like God said so. They even got a misquoted word to help them feel good about their dysfunctional talk, dysfunctional interactions. They are walking in the flesh, my God, and giving in to seducing spirits, but they have a word that can confirm that they are okay. 
This is not the case in the heavens where God said, I am God and I change not. I am yet God the same yesterday, today, and forever. What I said in the Old Testament is supposed to be built up and gone on into the New Testament and keep on building. Amen. It's supposed to have been a foundation that you scaffold upon and keep it going. But no, they think, oh, we can we have canceled kind of conditions now. We can just cancel things out. It's a real thing. They are studying in sociology how the young people now today, my God, all the millennials in them, and I'm just using that as a metaphor, but uh, if you come out of the baby boom era, that's where a lot of the mess up started happening because people long ago in the 60s saw their parents start to mess up and being hypocrites. So they said, no, I'm going to break the cross and do what I want to do. Which is why they got the sign of the broken cross, the peace symbol. There's no peace when there's no God. People are crying peace where there is no peace. These folks didn't have God in their life anymore. So they came out of that and had babies. And now the babies are even more confused. My God. Few generations have passed and the confusion kept going. And now it's worse than the first. My God, wicked and wise are they in the things that don't pertain to the holy will of God. And they become narcissistic. They are the center of the universe now. It's to each his own. No one can judge me. You can't judge me. There's no right, there's no wrong. There's no absolute. They're calling right what was holy, unholy. My God, you come with the straight up word of God. <laughs> Uh, not touch, not tarnish, unadulterated word of God, and they will act like if you are a cult. My God. Mm -hmm. They're calling the real word of God a cult. Right. Meanwhile, they are the a demonic cult in their mind. Mm -hmm. My God. Mm -hmm. And uh, instead of having good hermeneutics, now they got a foul hermeneutic process, but they are calling it good and right. And instead of an exegesis now, they are eisegesis. And now we got a new word, not narcissgesis. That's how they say it, narcissgesis. That means self-centered interpretation of the word of God. And if you change the word and make it become a lie in Genesis, now you got to follow through all the way to Revelation. You're going to make the Bible a whole big lie. And the main character of the whole plot of the Bible is Jesus. And Jesus cannot lie. If he said it there in Genesis, when he was prophesying to Adam and Eve about the seed, which was himself, he prophesied about himself. He said, I'm going to be birthed in the good line that comes all the way through all the covenants. And there's going to be a throne that will never end in the Davidic covenant. That's how it was stated. Meanwhile, the earth had to be, uh, you know, destroyed almost completely to come down to the last good line because the line had come so become so foul and mixed up. God had to ensure that his word will not be a lie. He said, yes, the seed is going to crush your head. My God, the devil's going to now contaminate all the seed, which is why the Noahic covenant had to come. There had to be a flood. God came as a flood the first time. But the next time he said, no, I'm putting a rainbow in the sky and you're going to know I'm not coming that way this next time. It's going to be heat. There's going to be fire. My God, it's going to be a burn up time. My God, who will be able to stand? My God, you better have the fourth man in the furnace 
If you don't have faith, you're going to burn up in that furnace. You need the fourth man that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. The fourth man is Jesus Christ. And if you are in Jesus, when the burning comes, you will be kept. My God, unsinged. You won't even have the burning on, a smell on your clothes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to be in Jesus in 2023. He's coming back. My God, I don't know if we're going to make it to 2024 the way things look around here. My God, we better get in Jesus. He dropped in here in our midst of praise a diligence, an anointing for diligence to keep on keeping on. We live in a day now you just touch and taste a little bit, look a little bit. You will wake up and you will find yourself lost without hope somewhere in the outer darkness. How did I get here so fast? I was just shaking my tambourine and saying hallelujah in church. My God, I only looked at one or two shows, clicked the computer a couple of times, and all of a sudden I'm all the way over here. My God, and I allowed my flesh to pull me over. Pull to the left, pull to the right, too fast forward, too far back. I got to say right in the pocket where Jesus is. Don't look left, don't look right. Keep yourself in the presence of God. Because when you tip out a little bit, your flesh don't pull you out. Because that's how the devil works. He works that way. He said, I will draw you and entice you by your own carnalities. And he will allow carnal thoughts to come in. And you stop reading the word. The word of God is not feeding you anymore. Other stuff is going to feed you. The culture is going to feed you. The culture hasn't bowed down before the Lord and given its life over to the Lord. The, the councils of the heavens are not being fed by the, amen, popular culture. My God, but God is calling for folk, amen, who will not bend their knee to popular culture. The neo-baalism of the popular culture. God is calling for us, amen, to be resilient, to stand firm in the faith. Don't look left, don't look right, amen. Stay right in the pocket. If it tastes like it's unholy, baby, it probably is. Get rid of it, hallelujah. Taste not, touch not, handle not, touch. Stay holy yes. in your mind. Stay holy yes. in your heart. Yes. Stay holy in all the proclivities uh, in the core of your being. Let everything within you bless the name of the Lord. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. He wants to deliver us from spiritual deficit disorder. We need a newness in the Holy Ghost. We need a new filling in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, God. We don't read the Bible with the greater intensity that we need to in this day. When you just look one time and one look and that's all it took and you get hooked, you better stay in that word. Comes a time now we got to do more than just have a schedule of Bible reading. My God, we got to now start going back to memorizing Scripture. But you got to do more than that, not just be a memorizing scripture machine. You better know what it means. You better go in the deepness of God and know what he meant when he said what he said. You better get on in there and let the Holy Ghost reveal the truth. The Holy Ghost is the revealer of the truth. If you don't read the Bible with the Holy Ghost as your best friend, you're not going to get the whole truth out of the word. Then you're going to believe some isogetical teaching. That, amen, that satanic doctrine that comes from those narcissistic philosophies. My God, God is calling for us, amen, 
that we will, amen, rule and reign with Christ, that we will have our hearts and hopes set up Oh, where Christ sits at the right hand of the throne. My God, and don't, amen, give in to seducing spirits. God needs us to prevail and be attentive to what the Holy Ghost is trying to get us to do. My God, here's the truth. I'm going to give you some truth. Amen. Let's settle in. The truth is we need God's light and sound. God's got audio video. But a lot of us are finding it to be distasteful and a little boring. Why? Because we have not allowed the Holy Ghost to condition us. And that's from a transforming power of God. We got to sit long enough and allow God to transform us. We can't give God the formula and the process and the, and the schedule of how he needs to do it. God's going to come as however he wants. People are filled with the Holy Ghost. If we look at how the wind blows, it goes wherever it wants. I mean, you don't tell, can't tell if it's coming or going. That's how, that's how people are filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one in charge, not us. We can't, amen, create some incantation and make folks speak a certain tongue and touch them in a certain way and make the Holy Ghost come when we say he's going to come. We can't control the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is supposed to be controlling us. Hallelujah. We got it wrong today. We got, amen, gadgets and things that we can control so quick. That's why we got a cancellation kind of society. They will cancel you out. They will amen, amen, act as if you don't exist. Uh -huh. They don't say amen to your stuff on Facebook. They have canceled you out. Yeah. My God, you preach the word, teach the word, say good things, nuggets from the word, and you can't get one amen. Uh -uh. We put some trifling stuff up. You're going to have a thousand likes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Why? Because people are lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. My God today. And they will work hard to cancel you out. My God. We need the audio video of heaven. But the enemy works continuously to hinder our reception of God's audio video. The enemy attempts this hindrance by contaminating the outer atmosphere and the inner atmospheres of our soulish realm. He's coming after our mind through the soul. You know, you got to be an entertainer today. I got to be a piped piper kind of pastor. I can't sing well. That way, now the devil will use that against me, and I won't have folk following behind my piped music. My God. My God, my God. But that's how I work. There's Hollywood pastors. People are going to have their musicals and all of that, and they're going to get souls that way. My God. But that doesn't mean every soul that comes in that way is going to become a disciple. My God, you're going to, amen, entertain them and then going to try to do the bait and switch and switch up and become serious. And what happened to Jesus is going to happen to you. In John 6, verse 66, many left Jesus that day. When he said, I've come to, amen, to give you my body and my blood. My God, you got to get all deep into the real meaning of who I am. And you got to, amen, cast off everything else and, and put me first. But you can't tell a narcissist that. The narcissist is first. The narcissist has, has, is going to take Jesus' chair. But who's supposed to have first chair, Pastor Lisa? Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. First chair belongs to him. Oh, but the narcissist said not so. First chair belongs to me. And the, their favorite pronoun is I. People are asking, what's your pronoun? A narcissist said it's I. 
My God, my God, that's the devil. I will ascend. I will do this and I will do that. And God is not in the plan. That's how the devil pollutes us. He gets that all in our soulless realm. Pleasures, pleasures, pleasures. Get entertained, get entertained. My God. We can better understand the ramifications of this observation if we look at what happens with light. Light can be polluted. You ever heard of light pollution? Also known as photo pollution or luminous pollution. It can come in excess. It could be a little bit or it could be a lot, but it's still gonna be what? Light pollution. It'll misdirect good light. It's an obtrusive artificial light. Uh, pollution is adding light um, that shouldn't be there. In the old days, folks, amen, experienced the TV doing what? Shutting off. There was no more channels that were putting out shows. You will hear this great tone, great big annoying tone. And nobody want to hear that all night. They're going to shut that off. And a big X on the screen. My God, I mean, it's time to shut it off and go to bed. Now the TV never shuts up. My God, it's trying to be like God. Always there. Uh, see, it takes the place of God. We don't want that kind of mouth because what are they doing? They haven't submitted their fall to God and given him, amen, the praise. They put out all kind of stuff, all kind of philosophy. And um, sometimes it'll sound pretty good, but they'll sneak in twists and turns. And we just suck it right in because that's how our body is made. The soulish realm will receive things. The devil works on that soulish realm. We got a lot of soulish realm religious folk. And they are so fickle. You've got to amen, juggle and dance and keep them in. My God, it's like a circus act. And if you're off the next week, oh, the threshold went down. I'm not feeling him today. He wasn't that on today. He wasn't anointed today. They rephrase and redefine what anointing is. My God. But that's all a part of light pollution. Light pollution is a degradation of a photic uh, habitat by artificial light. The devil comes in, masquerades as an angel of light. He's artificial. He made his own way. And that's how the devil is. He'll come in and make new uh, teachings and bring them to the house of God. Why do you think most of the New Testament is, amen, considered epistles? You got four gospels, which are proclaiming, and the others are epistles, which are what? Explaining. We need more explanation. But folks don't want to sit down and get the explanation. In other words, they don't want the teaching. In other words, they're, amen, canceling out Jesus' great commission. Go ye therefore and teach. Not go ye there and be sexy. Go ye there and teach all nations. Whatever he told them. My God. But we, want, we don't want to be taught today. Oh, that, that tastes like they're being a little judgmental. Or holier than thou. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know, they're going to cancel you out. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Light pollution is the alteration of light levels in the outdoor environment. That's how the devil does. He will change things. 
that will cause you now to go awry, go dry, go away from God. You're not in his presence anymore, but it's a balancing act. The devil takes you out of God's presence, but he will now put in his presence, which seems like God's presence, which is why Jude, the very brother of Jesus, wrote, they are fleshly, they are, you know, soulless realm kind of worshipers. They are going on sensationalism. Amen. Uh, he said they are not, amen, in the Holy Ghost, but they are in, uh, in their senses. They are sensual, not having the spirit. Yes. My God. Yes. And this was what happens when the devil makes you now switch over now what was supposed to be a godly thing. Now he has switched it with a with an alteration. Uh, light pollution is also this. It is uh, the introduction by humans, directly or indirectly, of artificial light into the environment. So now, first Satan does it, teaches you how to do it, and then he sends out people who will be proselyters of the false light. We're supposed to be those who are, amen, uh, like a city on a hill can't be hid, and we're going to share the light of Jesus. But now the devil's got folk in this uh, subculture. We got our own pop culture in the ecclesiastical world. And um, those who have canceled out, everybody else who are in the uh, the old landmark, the dry folk who are teaching, my God, we seem dry, we seem old, we seem like we don't have the right swag. My God, why? Because now the soulless realm can uh, be teetered and tottered and, 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 and it can be titillated and we can, amen, tickle the fancies of the folk. Uh, they're going to search out for teachers who will tickle their ear. Yeah. My God. And, and then they're going to, amen, just, amen, know how to work that, that, that magic of the, of the soulless realm right. and keep you attentive to it. Bring in all kind of great bands and music, the greatest world-class musicianship. And they'll keep you mesmerized. They will keep your eyes off the prize and keep you demonically mesmerized. They're going to, amen, strum on the strings of your soul and keep you, my God, from becoming whole. Help me rap, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Oh, my God. Now, we have all that, what I just said, in that science, um, there's a such thing as unpleasant light that intrudes uh, on an otherwise natural or low light setting. My God, the devil uses his now, uh, 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 his false teachings now to make it as though that was the real teaching. And then any Holy Ghost teaching come in, that's going to be looked at as an unpleasant light. Even though it's the real light that we need. It's, it's going to be, amen, a threshold that the soul now has been conditioned to cancel out. My God. And now you're on the dark side. But it looks like you're on the light side. So many are incarcerated that way. And those who haven't given up and given in to that stuff, we got to pray. Amen. We got to turn our plate down in the Holy Ghost. We got to be led by the Holy Ghost to pray earnestly that there will be deliverance of souls who are led captive. They have become silly and drunk with the wine of the world. But God is saying there's a way for you to walk and not be weary. You got to be sorry. 
devour. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. There are physical effects that come as a result of noise pollution too. We just dealt with light. Noise pollution is undesired sound that is disruptive or dangerous and can cause harm to life, nature, and property even. That's in science in the natural world. It can happen in the spiritual world too. Disruptions. We're supposed to hear the voice of the Lord, aren't we? They that hear his voice, my God. Uh, you, you shouldn't harden your heart because God is coming in to help you to change, to be transformed what? by the renewing of your mind. God is letting now the word come from your mind and go down to your heart and make a heart change. In other words, a heart transplant. In other words, you have been transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he's going to regenerate your spirit. And you will be able to give your whole self to God. When you don't give your whole self, and I'm a witness, you can do real good. And if you got 100 chapters in your life, you do good on a 99 and a half chapters. But the, the last half of that last chapter, you have not given that to God quite yet. And the devil has used that as a crack in your character. He, had, he will use that, my God, as a breach that he could go on in and infiltrate. And now when he infiltrates, he's going to take over the whole thing. My God, that's why Jesus said a little bit of darkness in your light is going to be, it's going to make your whole self dark now. Because the devil will come in and turn off the Holy Ghost switch. He will let, make you do it. He can't do it. He's going to make you do it. He's going to talk you into doing it. And he does it slowly. Not all quick. And he's somebody you trust. And somebody that sounds right. Looks right. Feels right. Tastes right. And he'll come right on in. My God, there's a lot of uh, things in history that'll prove that point. And if you think about it, my God, the Trojan horse came in. My God, and those, there were soldiers in there. Uh, but they thought it was some kind of God of the people that they defeated. Oh, they're giving us a God in all that we have defeated them. But at night, they crept out of there and tore up the whole city. My God, that's how the devil is. Yeah. He works like yeast. He needs darkness. He needs warmth. Warmth means he has a fellowship with you. Darkness means there's no holy light coming in. And he's going to grow. He's going to fester. He's going to ferment. He's going to change the veracity. He's going to, my God, make you now be puffed up in a narcissistic mindset. My God. And then you're going to cancel out the holy word of God. You're going to cancel out being in right relationship, walking in the Holy Ghost. My God. There's folks, my God, they will have a good dance on a dance floor. But when the Holy Ghost comes in and he, we're dancing in the Holy Ghost, they seemingly don't have the right, you know, umph in the Holy Ghost to get out there and dance for real. But now the devil has in, even infiltrated that. He's had so many uh, quote-unquote praise breaks uh, that folks can now uh, worship God, as they are calling it, in sensuality. Because you could get that in a club. My God, I've seen folks sweating and dancing and it looked like they got the Holy Ghost and they're using the gospel chords and bringing it into the juke joint. My God. Yeah. And they're having a quote-unquote good time. Oh, but they're drunk with the wine of the world. God is saying, sober up. Hallelujah. It's going to come a time when Jesus is going to come. You're not going to be ready. You're going to be right out there, drunk with the rest of them who have been filled by the seducing spirits of this ungodly world. My God, somebody help me to praise them. Thank you, Lord. We got to do right. We got to get 
better. We gotta get rid of this, rid of this SDD. Did you know that noise-induced uh, hearing loss in humans is the major, though by uh, no means only, problem stemming from noise pollution? Noise-induced hearing loss, N-I-H-L. We got folks going down the highway and their windows are closed in their car. Your windows are closed in your house, but you can hear their music loudly and clearly. My God, and they are in there destroying their eardrums, my God. In 1978, that's going way back. It's worse today, though. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, Office of Noise Abatement and Control, uh, estimated that around 20 million Americans were exposed daily to noise resulting in permanent hearing loss. My God. In 1990, about 30 million people in the United States were exposed daily to occupational noise levels above 85 decibels compared with just over 9 million people in 1981. Exposure for more than eight hours a day to sound in excess of 85 decibels is potentially hazardous. My God. In Germany and other developed countries, uh, as many as four to five million people, that is 12 to 15% of all employed people, uh, are exposed to noise levels of 85 decibels or more. That's according to the World Health Organization in 2001. It's way worse today. Did you know that there are biophysical effects of noise pollution? Your body doesn't act right with noise pollution. You could get sick from what? Noise pollution. Loud, abrupt sounds can harm the eardrum while sustained sounds at lower volume can damage the middle ear both types of sounds can cause uh psychological damage noise disrupts sleep and communication and numerous studies have documented the heart related respiratory neurological and other physiological effects of noise you didn't know noise could do that my god even stress is caused high blood pressure y'all Anger and frustration, but folks got those headphones on. It's making them more frustrated. They don't know it. Lower resistance to disease and infection, circulatory problems, ulcers, asthma, colitis, headaches, gastrointestinal disorders, and many other physiological and psychological problems have been linked directly to what? Noise. noise. My God. But when God says make a joyful noise in the old English, in the old language. He wasn't talking about cacophony and, amen, the overabundance and misuse, abuse of sound. No. Wow. For when God, amen, brings the sun down, amen, and the moon comes up, there's a different sound. You don't hear birds chirping that much, but they are the nighttime ones, amen, because they got to get rid of the creatures that are going to mess you up in the daytime. And we kill up all the uh, nocturnal animals who are trying to help us have balance of the day, we're going to have a mess up, mess up ecology. Amen. <laughs> Don't we do that on the earth? We just mess up the balance. Such are they in the spirit when we, amen, don't have the right sound coming in our in our spiritual ear to the rest of us. Everything in me will bless the Lord. Not anymore because there's lyrics and music. The devil is using it to bring in his philosophies. Music is a medium. Just like you could dissolve things in water, you can put things in music. 
And the devil will bring in his philosophies, bring in his spirits into your soul. My God. And this is why so many folk, uh, they find themselves faltered and, amen, fickle and, and just falling, falling prey because the devil has found a crack in their character through their headphones. My God. Through the audio of the movie, of whatever song they're listening to. I love your body. My God. All kind of songs out there. My God. It's bringing in philosophies. Even in the gospel world, these narcissists have lyrics in the gospel music that will keep you, my God, from being right on in the straight and narrow way. And now you're falling prey to the left, to the right. My God. Falling back fast and going forward too fast and uh, not in the pocket of the holy word of God noise can cause that but God needs us to listen to his voice you know God loves us he's not going to overdo it is he he's going to be just right he's going to be like amen what Goldilocks said just right God knows where the just right is but we got to let him come in and do that bring balance my God, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. But the devil will cause you to harden your heart because now the good noise is bad. The good light is bad. And there's going to be the development of the demonic SDD, spiritual deficit disorder. How can natural and spiritual light and sound pollution be controlled? Such pollution can be controlled through reduction at the source. We got to learn how to bind the devil up. We got to learn how to make him shut his mouth. My God, I used to say, just bind the devil. It's like God's going to tie him up in the Holy Ghost and he can't do that. But now I learned to say not just that, put some tape on his mouth too and make him shut up. Because he could be tied up, take a look, and still yakking his mouth off. I don't want him to say nothing to me, my house, my kids. No. Not even the environment of the workers around me at my job. I have to pray. And a lot of times I, I forget about that and I'm going on and doing the planning in my head, what I'm going to do. The Lord said, you forgot to bind that devil up. My God. Ain't got the devil all around. At lunchtime especially. Here they come, talking all kind of ways. And amen, God has, amen, put us lower than the angels, which means the devil even has power over us if we're not in Jesus. And uh, the devils that are con being controlled by them folk, they'll mess up your day. They'll mess up your attentiveness to the Lord. They'll bring in as though you have SDD when you don't. But amen, the devil, amen, will mess up your balance so much until you get frustrated and not praying the way you ought to. And the devil will now come into your soul and mess things up and bring an unbalance. And now you're so tired. Oh, you don't need the Bible to bring you up where you need to be. I'm just going to look at this here show or two or three. Oh, it becomes 12 or 13. My God. And then, oh, it's time to go back to work. What happened? You didn't read the Bible. You didn't pray. And God is like a crock pot sometimes, most of the time, maybe all the time. And he's like slow. You're like, God, I don't feel you. I said, Jesus. And God said, I'm like the wind. I blow when I want to. You want to put them songs on and do whatever you want, whenever you want to. But you want to now control me like as with a remote control. You're going to control God. God is letting you know, though, no, it was I that made you. 
not ye yourself. And when we come to God, we may have a little bit of a hard time feeling him. Why? Because we are conditioned in our state of being with those wrong sounds, wrong lights. My God, God needs us to shut off the source. We can re-engineer machines in this natural world, can't we? By simply turning down or eliminating volume when possible, barriers, enclosures, and other forms of soundproofing can interrupt transmission paths, right? The use of sensory protection is the main form of receiver protection, and we're done. The use of what? Sensory protection. We need sensory protection in the Holy Ghost. He will let you know, that, oh, that's a bad sound. Oh, those lyrics, that's not right. And because you in the word of God and right away, the spirit of God that reveals truth from the word of God is going to give you that extra sensory perception from heaven. And you're going to know something's wrong with that lyric. You may even feel it in your spirit before you even understand what was stated in the lyric. It'll, it won't feel right. And you and the Holy Ghost moved by the Spirit of God. You're going to analyze that thing. Judge every spirit by the what? Word. I didn't say the mess with word. The real word. It's not time to be nice when you have folk messing up the word. I may say it as nice as, pos as I possibly can. But they, if they're acting like a narcissistic knucklehead, sometimes you got to come a little hard, a little strong. God is not whispering to these hard-headed knuckleheads. No, they don't need that kind of grace. They, God's going to come a little hard. Amen. When you are obedient, the grace is sufficient for you in your weakness. But when you are knucklehead, God's going to have to shake things up. He's going to have to harrow the ground because you are hard. He can't work with the condition of the soil of your soul till he comes in and harrows that ground. It's going to have to be some roughness. Why? Because you made your bed hard. God's got to come hard and break you out of that thing. Look what Jesus had to go through. Beat him with a cat of nine tails. There's a way to get to the truth, but you're not, we're not Jesus. We can't drink from the cup he drunk out of to save us. He had to get beat silly until we, he couldn't even be recognized anymore. He, they ripped his skin apart. And when they whip you that much, your guts start coming out. My God. They told Mel Gibson about how he wrote The Passion. And uh, they were saying to him, oh, you should have toned that down. He said, I did tone it down. See? They ripped Jesus to smithereens. My God. Then made him carry the cross. You can't carry no cross after being ripped up like that. Uphill. Jesus went through hell for us. And we got a nerve to change his word. Add to it. Take away from it. He brought the word to help us get healed. Be restored. My God. Destroy the yoke of bondage. Set us free from the captivity of the hell-bound bondage that we are in. On death row and acting like we like it. God needs to smack us silly. Sometimes you gotta smack folk who are delirious and wake them up. Hallelujah. God's coming with a smacking spirit to wake some of us up. Sober some of us up. That's what we need. A hard whooping until we wake up. I tell God I want to hear you the first time. Yeah, they called me a mama's boy when I was a little boy. Oh, a little punk, you don't want to try nothing. Oh, they talked about drugs in the high school. I said, oh, God, I got to avoid that. 
But some wanted to keep on, want to try this and try that. They got to step over the threshold of safety, my God, and go on into the danger zone. But I was one that would go a little kind of close to it, but oh, go back, back up. I might have put my finger in there a little bit. Oh, no, that's not good. And that little touch was bad enough. My God, imagine those that dove all the way in. It's going to be hard to get them back out of there. My God, my God. I say we got to pray better than we're praying. Did Jesus pray all night sometimes? Did Jesus pray all night sometimes? Yes. What are we doing? We pray for 10 minutes. We're ready to be tired. We ready to go to sleep. We can't pray in all night prayers no more. They're ready to cuss the pastor out when he get led by the Holy Ghost and say, we're going to have all night prayer. They're going to say, no, he didn't. My God, my God. Jesus prayed. He showed us as a man of God, as a son of man, what it took to stay in the holy way, to make certain that your senses do not allow the wrong light, the wrong sounds to come in. He had to stay in tune with God. He prayed until his spiritual makeup got back on track. Amen. If he was getting a little dry, the Holy Ghost came rushing back in like a mighty, amen, rushing wind. Came back in and filled him up. That's how God moves. He don't do a little pour. No, he, he brings a tsunami to make sure you get it right, right real quick and filled over capacity. God fills to what? Over capacity. That's one of the meanings of Yehovah Yiri. We like to say Jehovah Jireh in the rest. But that's the God of more than enough. He makes sure you're overfilled, pouring out. And as I like to say, you go on in the marketplace, there's supposed to be spillage in the village. Hallelujah, God. We're not spilling nothing because we're dry. We're not spilling nothing because we need a new filling. We need the Holy Ghost. We don't meditate on the Word enough. We don't pray in the Holy Ghost when we're meditating on the Word enough. We don't learn scriptures anymore. My God, we don't feast on the Bible the way we ought to feast on it. We got malnourishment in our spiritual man. The spiritual man look like them African uh, 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 commercials when they're showing the hungry kids with the flies in their eye and the big belly. That's how our spirit man looks. We don't feed our spiritual man the way we ought to. We don't stay put in the power of God's presence long enough that God will eradicate any kind of amen thing that's going to easily beset you. God's going to give us power that we won't be easily beset. But we got to stay put in the presence of God long enough to get these things off of us, out of us. Clean me up. Fill me up. Shine a light from heaven. Lord God, you're going to talk and I'm going to listen. I'm going to stay put and listen. Hey, God, amen, is going to fill us if we're willing to stay put. Stay put long enough in a sustained rendezvous with the Lord and watch him come in and pour in the way he needs to pour. He's been waiting to pour in all this time, and we are like shutting him out, denying the power. I'm not going to read the scripture that long. I'm not going to respond to the scripture in the Bible fellowship now. I don't have time for that. God needs to come in and rebuke that spirit and get rid of it out of our mind. We're, amen, uh, shunning the thing that's going to help us. We're, amen, 
closing the door and canceling out the entrance of God in us that's going to help us. We can't be lights in the world unless God comes in and does a new thing. Business as usual, no, that's 2022. 2023, you gotta do more. We gotta do better, greater things. How are we gonna get to the higher level of praise and still missing, hitting and missing? No, barely praying. Didn't learn the scripture since a little kid. Loose out of here, that's a shame. We got to do better. Where's our hunger? Where's our thirst? There's people dying out there in the world. My father used to always sit at the dinner table to make us even have a greater awareness to know we got to stop wasting food. My sister didn't want to eat them last three little green peas. She wasn't going to eat that. Nah, I'm not eating it. She tried to hide it under the napkin. Yeah, they called me mama's boy for because I told my mama, yes, I did. She said, get back over there. You're not leaving until my God. And then the sky was orange right then. Then the sky got dark and you could hear crickets singing and stuff. She still was holding on to her little false faith. I'm not eating the three peas. <laughs> my God, my God. Some of us are like that. We're not going to move. We're going to stay put. We're cozy in the flesh. But everything within me is supposed to be blessing the Lord. As God has been revealing to us about our current needs to develop holy defaults in our personal lives, let us consider these urgent needs of maintaining our temples of the Holy Ghost. It's whose temple? The Holy Ghost. Whose temple? The Holy Ghost. Are we accommodating him the way we ought to? I'm telling you, I'm not. I got to do better. I'm not accommodating him the right way. What are his accommodations? He has accommodations. What are the amenities that he's looking for before he inhabits this temple? I need this, 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 and that. The decor must change. Let me come in and change the decor. We don't want him changing the decor. Why? Because we're too narcissistic in our mind. We got to get a saved mind. We have lost our saved mind. We're going to tell God what to do. No, let him tell us. He's up there where we got to go. And he's going to show us how to get there. But we got to let the Holy Ghost come in. Let's start turning the TV off sometimes. Don't come in there all hard and prideful. I'm going to turn the TV all the way up. No, that's a prideful testimony. We got to say, let God arise. And what? My enemies be scattered. Who are your enemies? The TV and other stuff. We forgot about that. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Jesus put himself in our skin. My God, and it got ripped up, beat up badly, nailed on a cross, my God, put in a grave. And he said, I'm going to go up here and apply the blood to the eternal, to my God, the all efficacious blood of Jesus prevails. We mess up time and time again on the earth, but God's got a, a bloodstained altar in the heavens whereby we can say, Fix me, Jesus. I want to be right. I want to be made whole. Fill me again, Lord. This is why he got regeneration uh -huh. instead of just generation. Regeneration. He's going to do it again. And when he brings you back to life, he's going to fill you a lot of times after that. You need a lot of feelings. How many know they need a feeling of the Holy Ghost? I know I don't have the feeling like I had when I first came off that altar in 85, June 3rd, Saturday, June 85. I had a fire burning, my God. I got to go back to my first love. Hey, hallelujah. For God I live, for God I die. Put your plate down. 
The Holy Ghost had me put my plate down a few days. My God, it's not to get praise from you, but it was a Holy Ghost fast. He's helping me to teach how the Holy Ghost fast works. You walk in the Holy Ghost, not in your flesh. You're going to have a fleshly fast and go parading around. Yep, we're fasting. Yes, we are. We fasted. Your church doesn't fast, does it? Oh, yes. The prideful fast. But we don't need to be prideful. So I'm glad today that God has given us another opportunity to what? Open up our gifts in the Holy Ghost and let him work in us. And let's be excellent. Let's do it without complaining. Let's come in here and do all the work we are supposed to be doing. Let's go out there in the world and do all the work we're supposed to be doing. And even in our homes. Don't preach a good thing in church and then go home acting like a fool or devil. My God. It should be one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one self, one mind, not a double mind. But God wants us now to walk soberly with biblical vigilance as we maintain the diligence required of the high calling of God, which is through who? Christ Jesus. And by the power of whom? The Holy Spirit. Let's stand and give God a praise. Amen. We're going to lift our hearts toward heaven. My God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the word. 20 seconds of we thank you for the word. 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 We thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Hallelujah. God, fill us again as only you can. We thank you, Lord. We're claiming another filling. Hey, and when you come, a filling means you're going to give us more to do. May we not be spiritually lazy, but may we go forward now and do a work unto the Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Now I pray you forgive us for slowfulness. Forgive us, Lord, for prayerlessness. Forgive us, Lord, for letting our hunger and thirst after the word wane until it's almost just dry and gone. But Lord, revive it, I pray, right here and right now. We need a new light from heaven to be, oh God, lit. Touch us with your mighty finger. And then we'll be lit up for God. And then we'll keep our lamp trimmed and burning because you're going to fill the lamp with the Holy Ghost. And that's the oil we need for it to keep going. And our obedience unto God and his presence being honored is going to cause the wick to be maintained and lit by the fire of God. We don't want a strange fire. We want the Holy Ghost fire. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' matchless name. Help us to maintain it as it should be maintained. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' matchless name. I pray God has done something for you. I pray God has done a new thing in you. I pray that God has awakened a new hunger and thirst after righteousness in you. Hallelujah, God. We thank you. And we claim victory. We claim victory. Touch and agree, man, before we close. That God will heal the land. God said, if my people call, what, by my name? We walk in in the Christian faith. My people call by my name, will humble themselves. We got to be humble. We can't be narcissistic. We got to give up this selfish parade and give it over to Jesus. Humble themselves and pray. Connect with God face to face. Not run away and try to act like we're not wrong. But come on in and humble ourselves and repent. Pray. My God, seek his face. And when we do that, we're going to know how off we are. We're going to what? Have no choice but to turn from our wicked ways. I pray we decide to do that. And when we do, we have crossed the threshold now of being eternally blessed. God will hear us. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Incline thine ear unto us and grant us thy peace. 
We know you're able to move. We, we claim it for ourselves. We claim it for our families. We claim it, Lord, for the workplace. We claim it for the marketplace. May souls get saved. May they see us, oh God, walking for the Lord. And, and feel the presence of God when we are in their midst and want more of it themselves and ask questions about it and we will be ready to give an answer. They can come to church and worship and get delivered. We know you're able. They ex they'll accept you as Lord and Savior even if they don't come to our edifice. We can help them pray a prayer of faith to accept Jesus as Lord of their life. We know you're able. New souls. We want new souls. Somebody help me say new souls. We need new souls. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.